This makes a man fall in love with you. This is Anche Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method. And ladies, welcome back to the Magnetize Your Man online retreat, which in what a retreat we're in today with Dr. John Gray. Wow, that rhymes. Did you notice that? <laughs> I'm so happy to be with you again. I'm so excited you've to magnetize me to come again and again, again and again. I mean, what can I say? And of course, we know uh, Dr. John Gray has uh, written countless books, including uh, women are from Venus, men are from Mars, and of course, has traveled and taught all over the world for 40, 40 plus years, really, right? It's been like... And also, I want to mention a lot of the things we'll talk about are in my most recent book on relationships called Beyond Mars and Venus, because we've changed. You know, the old traditional roles, men are from Mars applies a lot to that. It's still there, still good ideas, but we have to update our skills and how to magnetize your man. I love doing that. That's a great question for me. Oh, beautiful. Awesome. So, so what do you find in, and what with, of course, working um, with women all over the world, what makes a man fall in love, of course, including your own wisdom? that you have. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a man. I fall in love. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what does it. I've helped a lot of people fall in love again. Uh, uh, f- first of all, what I want to say is a lot of people go to experts. And I remember there was a, a red book. I used to be one of the major contributors to red book a uh, long time ago. And, but I saw in there another article, it was in that or cosmopolitan or something like that. And it was 34. I won't know. It was like a 20 different eligible bachelors find out what makes them fall in love. Okay. (laughs) The last thing you want to talk to is an eligible bachelor who's single. (laughs) You want to find a guy who's married and happily married. Why did he fall in love? What was going on inside? So here you have somebody who's happily married for 34 years, fell in love with my wife. And I'll tell you with Bonnie, my wife of 34 years, she passed on. So now I'm with another partner now, but the Falling in love was so, so, so beautiful. And I fell in love with her right away, but I didn't marry her right away. So I want to talk about more than just magnetize him to you, how to keep him magnetized. Okay. Cause uh, we were together for a year and a half and then we, we broke off and there were reasons for it. You know, she had little children and she thought I wasn't ready to have children uh, because I, I, did, I, I really wasn't ready to have children. I wanted children later. So I married somebody else. And she didn't want to have children. And then I started making money. And now I felt like I wanted to have children. (laughs) So I do everything in the right order. If you can't make money, don't think about having children. But once I started making money, then I felt like, oh, now I want to have children. So my first wife didn't want to have children. So that ended. I went back to Bonnie and said, I'm ready to have children. (laughs) We got married 34 years. So So you can be in love with somebody, but the timing isn't right. So I just want to put that out there. You know, sometimes we have to find the right timing for ourselves and for the other person. Now, having said that, uh, and, you know, I made a point there, timing, which was it wasn't the right time for me, but it wasn't the right time for her either, because evidently she, while I was married to somebody else, she was in a relationship, that relationship fell apart. And she had done a lot of reflection on what went wrong. And she was already learning. Ironically, there was a book back in those days uh, about um, becoming more feminine. So she was already practicing how to become more feminine, which I would say is how you magnetize a man. Okay. This is femininity is actually 
I'm not sure the science of this, but what comes to mind is how do you create a magnet? I think you can create a magnet by putting it next to another magnet. That's a, so literally when you are a magnet, it magnetizes a man to be connected to you. So the power is within femininity. Femininity is the power of attraction. You know, all these uh, courses about the power of attraction and the law of attraction, that actually is the law of femininity, which is to trust, to be open, to desire and hold on to that, okay? It's not the law of of masculinity. Law of masculinity is you take risks and you become selfless and you provide. But what gives a man that power, and that's his, he's magnetically drawn to you, is when he feels he's being received. So let's define these two aspects of ourselves to magnetize those men towards you. Find your femininity. Femininity is love. Femininity is appreciation. Femininity is emotion. Femininity is trust. So, but not trust myself. It's trust that I can depend on someone. <laughs> trust that I'm worthy. Trust that I'm good enough. You know, when you when you can already see your challenges in life, just stand naked in front of a mirror and realize, ah, <laughs> how judgmental you are of yourself. We have to learn to love ourselves. And you know, I was at one Oprah show one time and that you know the, the expert, the other expert was saying, practice standing in front of the mirror saying, I love you, I love you. I say that's a little bit more advanced. Okay. <laughs> Don't start out with advanced. Start out with the most feminine part of who you are as a woman is your emotions. Whenever your emotions are being felt and expressed, you're producing feminine energy inside of you. So what are men most attracted to? This is the secret. I'll put it one word. Men are most attracted to, that means they're magnetized. They want to, they want to get inside of you. They want to be close to you and whatever. And it's not sex. It's vulnerability. The reason we think it's sex is because what is sex? It's allowing yourself to be vulnerable on a physical level. It's vulnerability. But law, if you want marriage or relationship to last, you want to be able to grow in a relationship where he stays attracted to you, you don't want to start with the physical body being vulnerable there. You still wear your clothes and you make it look as beautiful as you can. That's all good. Femininity is being beautiful, expressing your beauty. But what is your beauty? Your mind, your beautiful mind, your beautiful heart, your beautiful feelings, your receptivity. So vulnerability is, this is the secret of magnetizing, is the vulnerability. We often associate vulnerability as, oh, you said that and that hurt my feelings, that hurt me, that hurt me. That's not, that, it is theoretically vulnerability, but it's not the one that's going to make him more attracted to you. <laughs> you see, what vulnerability is, I'm putting out a message to you that you affect me. That's what vulnerability is. You see, our armor, these clothing, this our armor that protects us. So with you, I'm going to become unprotected. Now, a, a summation of that is like my mantra for this year is my willingness to let others love me unconditionally. Isn't that a beautiful thought. I'm oh. going to let you, not everybody, but I'm going to let you love me unconditionally. Now, I I have so much self love that I'm I'm letting the whole world love me unconditionally. <laughs> I don't hold back anything. I'm so transparent because a lot of people can judge me and criticize me. I say, okay, but I've got about a hundred million readers that love me. <laughs> so I can, I can handle it, but not everybody has that. So you start with one person 
And you start, of course, you really start with yourself, loving yourself. But part of loving yourself is allowing someone to love you unconditionally, to reveal yourself, to show yourself. And yes, sex and intimacy is very beautiful, but we don't want to rush it. We want to first feel safe in our mind. We want to safe in our heart. And how to do that, okay? You magnetize a man by letting him influence you, letting him affect you in a positive way. If you're vulnerable and I affect you in a negative way, well, it's just like a man, he goes to work and it, it, he's trying to solve a problem and it doesn't work, he quits. You wanna be vulnerable to the extent that you trust he can be successful. So you start with your mind, okay? You start with your mind, you're dating him. You practice having conversation where he listens more to you than you listen to him, okay? <laughs> that's the opposite of what your mother told you. She says, you know, if you're a good listener, someone will like you more. Right. That's because if I, as a man, am a good listener, you'll like me more. <laughs> but from a man's point of view, and he doesn't know this. See, men don't know anything about themselves. He's clueless. If you ask him, well, what about this? You know, there were there was a you know the, there's the five love languages, which is a beautiful book, but it doesn't take into consideration gender. And one of the love languages is acts of service. Where every man will say, "Acts of service makes me feel loved." And what do women say after two years, three years, ten years in a relationship? Yeah, he doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> I'm doing everything for him. Mm -hmm. See, the acts of service is a beautiful, beautiful quality, but you want to allow him to do that for you. You want to allow him to influence you. He does things for you. You don't do anything for him unless he's done a little more for you. And when it comes to being heard, when you reveal what you don't share with anybody else, that's called intimacy. Think about when you had girlfriends and you're growing up in your teenage years, what made you feel really good is you had a secret. You told her and she told you. And what hurt so much is when they, when they, when they told somebody else, okay, yeah. that's intimacy. You reveal something inside of you that you don't share with others. That, that's why ultimately when you get to the monogamous stage in a relationship, which is why I had great sex for 34 years and continue to have it is because it's so special because I don't do it with anybody else. It's sacred. It's just the two of us get to do this. You see, that makes it special. So that's me. So in the dating process, to be vulnerable means to allow him to do things for you that make you feel good, that make you feel happy and don't feel guilt about it. Because if you're feeling appreciation, you're giving him what he needs, whether he knows it or not. He doesn't need you to do things for him, but he has a female side. And your job is to get him over on his male side where he can fall in love with you. Because if he's on his female side, this is what it's like when a man's more on his female side. And that's very common today. I grew up in the 60s where everybody, I grew up my hair, I became a hippie. And the mantra was, do what you like, mm -hmm. do what you like. There's actually one song where it goes up for 10 minutes. Do what you like, do what you like. Really? Oh yes, I said that was a 60s song. Just do what you like, do what you like. <laughs> that produces female energy. And so when men do that, they become lazy, they become irritable, they become demanding, and they can't make a commitment. They don't bond when they do what they like. They bond when they do what you like. See, when you do what you like, you connect with your female side. When you allow him to do for you what you like, then you're going to like him. You're going to like what he did for you. You're going to enjoy yourself around him. And then he will do more. It's like if I go to a job and it pays really well, I get up in the morning. I'm excited to go do that job. Yeah. If it doesn't pay that much, you get you know depressed men because yeah. they they're not able to produce a result that would make someone like them more.
And that's where you are giving them a huge gift when you let them pay for the meal, when you let them plan a date for you, but you don't make it hard. You say, oh, next week I heard there's this going on or there's this going on. You know, you, you pick, because men will always say to you at the last minute, uh, what do you want to do tonight? <laughs> As if that's romantic, because in his mind, he thinks it's romantic because he's saying, I'll do whatever you want. But what women need is time to prepare, to look forward to it. That's all part of the romance that's coming in the future. But you have to also, as a woman, let go of the unrealistic romantic ideas that he's going to know what you want mm-hmm. and do it without you asking. You see, mm-hmm. in the very beginning, he's guessing, he's guessing. And once he gets a bunch of wrong guesses, he gives up. Or once he's gone, been successful, he thinks, okay, I hit the jackpot. I don't have to do it again. So you have to keep sort of poking at men. <laughs> oh, let's we can let's do this. Or, or there's this other thing we could do. You what do you what, what do you think we should do? Put it on him. Put it on him. Share what you would like and put it on him. And then he feels motivated to do for you. So ultimately, to magnetize the man in your life, we sum it down. Your job as a woman is to create situations where he can do things for you that you can depend on. Okay, what can you depend on? What's dependable about this guy? And allow him to do that so you can feel given the message that you're depending on him, which is trusting. See, trusting on him, for, not for everything, but for something. The second one is given messages that we make some mistake. Oh, no big deal. No worry about it. No problem. Those words, it's not a big deal. So, so powerful to a man. Uh, the third one is that's called acceptance. He's not being rejected. Now, I know that's tough because he's going to want to have sex right away. And I'm saying, wait a second, establish mental, emotional intimacy before you get physical. So it's a simple thing. He's You're kissing, you're touching, you're excited. And then he wants to go further and you go, oh, I have to slow down. I have to slow down. Why? Why? Oh, I'd love to go further, but I just need to go slow. But why? It just doesn't work for me. But when we do, I'm really looking forward to it when, when, we, when I'm ready. I'm just not ready yet. He'll we'll win. I don't know, but soon. <laughs> just... Don't reject him by saying, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I would love to right away. I just know I need to go slow. I need to feel, I need to know you better and you know me better. And then I will really open up. It'd be fantastic. But already I'm excited about it. He just needs to know that he's not being rejected. He's accepted. But he needs to also understand that you have your limits. You go when you're ready. And he has to earn that. And ironically, he will bond with you more. This is what people don't realize is that men build their strength by pushing up against resistance. Like I built my muscles by doing heavy weights. If it was all easy, nothing happens. Don't be easy, but create success for him at the same time. It's a little paradoxical, but see, you're not going to just get naked with him right away. He'd love that. You're not going to do that. You're setting a boundary, but you're also giving him what he needs, which is to know that you're looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And how does a woman, because you talked a lot about like a woman to actually allow a man to give to her, right? And what I hear all the time is that the women don't feel safe to receive. So what can a woman do to to start feeling safe to receive that, you know, that masculinity, that masculine investment? Absolutely. It's a very scary thing. You know, Lauren's class teaching women how to ask for what they want. Lauren is my daughter at my website. She says, dad, you can't believe how scared women are putting in some practice. You say these things, they just don't do it because you have to start with little steps, little steps. So you look at little things you ask them to do for you. Oh, would you care? Create little problems. Here's one right away that will build trust. 
you're on a date, you're with him, you know, today this, I got really stressed out and I just want to talk about it for a few minutes. I don't really need you to fix it or say anything. I just need to feel heard and then I'll feel better. And then the problem will go away because it's really no big deal. But some part of me is making a big deal out of it. Okay. It's no big deal. Some part of me is making a big deal out of it. I just need to share it. You don't have to say anything, but then if you give me a hug afterwards, it will feel really good. So you've just trained him. Now you'll have to do this maybe a thousand times before men actually learn <laughs> how to listen so it's, and not try to fix. So what you've done is you've given him a job to do and he does it. And you feel that connection because you open up your heart. You shared what you're not sharing with anybody else. That's the key. Now, let's say you have a complaint about him. Don't share that. Anytime you complain to a man, it diminishes him, but you can ask for things and you build up your sense of worthiness and entitlement with little things to start with. And that's probably the most powerful, powerful way, because not only does he feel like I can do something to make you feel better, but two is you're allowing him to see you and not so perfect, not everything's all right, but by showing negative emotion. And what would those negative emotions be? Feelings of frustration. Oh, is it work today? And it just didn't go the way I wanted. I was so frustrated. And, and I only want to talk about this for like five or 10 minutes. Really, you don't have to say anything. I just, I just need to share it. And, and you, I just need a hug afterwards. You don't have to fix it. That's, that's a huge leap to reveal what's inside. And that really is the, the big fear. Because as you start to reveal and then feel loved, accepted, what happens is you're connecting with your true self. And your true self will have that confidence and that feeling of entitlement that now I can ask for things. And he'll ask you, he'll say, where would you like to go next week? Or what would you like to do? You could say, well, you know, if it's Friday night, you can say, well, we can do whatever you want tonight or give him something little. But really what I was thinking is next week, what I would like to do is this or this or this. And you pick. Okay. So he's going to say, what do you want to do? You say, oh, we'll do what you want to do tonight. And next week I was thinking we could do this, this, this. You see, just made his job easy. Men are going, what do I do to make her happy? What do I do to make her happy? I don't know. That last time I made her happy, it didn't work out. All it takes is a few failures and men lose their confidence. So that's why when you're on that romantic date, you have to be very careful not to just be uh, unconscious about complaining. Let's say he takes you to a restaurant <laughs> and you say, oh, you know, the soup is terrible. It costs this much money. I can't believe it's so expensive. And you think you're being frugal and showing some good quality of frugalness. And he's like, you don't like my restaurant? I cooked that meal. Is that good enough? Because when, when I take my wife on a date, if she enjoys the date, I bond with her more. If she doesn't enjoy the date and talks about how bad the date, what the movie was, I'm not bonding with her. See, bond, unless I'm a really good listener, then I can empathize with her. But that takes many years of confidence building in a man. What you want is to, to go on a date that you would like and then talk about what you liked and not talk about what you didn't like. And I know some women will feel like, no, I need to share everything. No, you don't. You don't have to. You can go talk to a girlfriend. You can say, oh, that movie was terrible. Uh, just as a story to remember this. Okay. I saw the, oh, I can't even remember the name of the movie so many years ago, but it was um, uh, a movie that all the women were talking about. It was the woman's club or something like that. And so I took my wife to that. She enjoyed the movie, but it sort of dissed grandparents. It wasn't so positive. And as I was going out, I saw this couple and there. He's like in, probably 76 years old and they're both divorced. Their spouse is dead. And he's taking this woman out on a date. And so she clearly didn't like the movie. And so now I'm walking out of the theater and I listen in on the conversation. And he says to her, 
well, well, what would you like to do now? You could already see he's feeling she wasn't happy. And she goes, I just want to stand here and tell everybody what a horrible movie that was. <laughs> and just watch this man melt. <laughs> and I know the experience. I just like, I took my wife to a movie one time and it was just terrible. I, it wasn't her kind of movie. And I just felt like we should just leave. And she said, no, no, maybe we'll get better. <laughs> and at the end of the movie, I said, well, did you like the movie? And, and she paused and she says, you know, that, fo- that that photo shoot of the canyon was spectacular. <laughs> and I went, yes, I didn't write that movie, but I, I directed that shot. You know, I'm the photographer. Give him some redeeming value because you have to realize just as women are hungry to feel safe and feel loved and cherished, men are hungry to feel successful that I can make a difference in your life. And that confidence that he can make a difference, again, that he can influence you in a positive way that builds his magnetic feeling towards you. He just thinks about you and wants to be with you. Oh, that's so good. You know, and I'll really overcoming sort of also that need to, you know, emasculate a man or make him wrong or to impose some sort of control over him, right? Because a lot of women that come to me have sort of that secret underlying resentment towards <laughs> men. And then in those moments, right, it's like a good opportunity to kind of stab it in a little bit. Like, see, <laughs> well, I'm right. You can't do it for me. You know, I should do it by myself. That's very funny. It's very funny that you admit that. A lot of women, they admit it to each other, but not to men. So I enjoy hearing it. And I'm not, not above it. I remember this one time, you know, my wife, Bonnie, she was always so perfect about everything because she was deep inside afraid if she wasn't perfect, she wouldn't be loved. Mm -hmm. And she grew very much through our relationship, but she definitely was into the everything has to be perfect. And I was happy about that because I'm a messy guy and she kept everything organized and very neat. And so, but anyway, one day she, uh, she stepped in dog poop and we had white carpet at our house and she didn't know it was on her foot. And she stepped on the carpet and stepped again. And I said, oh, honey, look. And she was, oh, no. And a part of me was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Finally, Miss <laughs> Perfect did something wrong. So, <laughs> you know, we all have this little part of us, whatever. What we want to do is be aware of that and not let it rule our lives. That's the whole thing. You know, it's it, journaling can be so helpful for women to love themselves more is to hear, to hear the voice, to unedit. And if if what you can share that's, in an unedited way with him is literally anything as long as it doesn't disparage him. And, you know, I know one of my friends who writes books on self-esteem, she says, well, if I'm not telling him what's wrong with him, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> and that's, that's why I want people to know you can have intimacy without talking about what's wrong with the relationship. You can have intimacy by talking about what's wrong with the world, what's wrong with your, your job, what's wrong with the kids, what's wrong with nature. And you can share your emotions about that. It's really like a, a, a vitamin, just share negative emotion with somebody who can empathize with you. And that will connect with your female side. If you're sharing negative emotion to change somebody, it doesn't strengthen your female side. It's just an addiction. It, it just it doesn't work because you need to feel that somebody's not defending themselves and it doesn't work to say, oh, my partner, he won't listen to anything. He's so defensive. Well, how, how about trying to share parts of you that he doesn't have to defend? And then he will actually learn that you truly can share anything and all he has to do is not defend and you will feel better. And that's the whole biology of women is that when women feel heard, estrogen gets produced, stress levels go down, their brain shifts to focus on what's good rather than what's not good. 
If you're feeling stressed, your brain nine times goes right to what's negative and you can't get out of that. It's a loop going back to the negative. What releases you from that is behaviors and attitudes and activities that will increase estrogen. When you have estrogen, then suddenly your stress levels go down. When fight or flight goes down, then blood flow goes to the part of the brain that looks at what's good rather than what's not good. And I'm not all into just seeing what's good. I'm seeing there's always problems and there's always solutions. There's always negativity and there's always positivity. And even when you look at brain structure, you'll see that one part of the front of uh, front part of the brain always sees what's good. And one part always sees what's wrong. And unhappy people have more, more circuits in what's wrong. And so what you want to do is create circuits on what's good. Don't ignore the negativity, but let the negativity be about things that aren't your partner <laughs> and let the positivity come in and it will see everything is good. And then you'll start to see your partner is better than you thought. It's really, it's really true, right? What you focus on expands. Well, I could talk to you forever, Dr. John Gray. So for the women who would love to learn more as we're now getting to the end of the interview, would love to connect with you. Like what's your free gift, your website, like any other way to get in touch with the incredible work that you have created? Well, the support that we have is a free class at marsvenus.com, marsvenus.com. And it's how to get everything you want. And then there's courses specifically for women, uh, a six-week course and soon a four-week course called Understanding Men. I really think it's fantastic. I'm very proud of my daughter for coming up with that. We do lots of blogs and we keep them short and simple for people to answer their questions. So that that's all available to people. And then on a practical level, not at my website, but at marsvenuscoaching.com. If you'd like to get a free coaching session, you can go there and say, I, I can get a, one free coaching session to be with somebody who's an expert at helping people explore deeper into their emotions. Because most people, when they go to therapy, even they're just going to talk about problems and the therapist is not going to guide them to deeply to feel the frustration or anger, to feel the disappointment or sadness, to feel the fears and insecurities. And many people go, why do you want to do that? Because as soon as you do that, your brain lets go of it and you feel great. So it's a, it's a lesson you can get training from somebody else, kind of like an instructor, and then you can learn to do it yourself. And that's the key. And then when you can do it yourself, you can have your partner do it for you. And then you have free therapy the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So ladies, that link is also right below this video as well. But thank you so much for being here today, Dr. John Gray. And I'm already looking forward to having you on the next retreat. Look forward to it. <laughs> Take care. And for the ladies, I'll talk to you next time. Take care.